Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. And if it is your first time, thank you. Welcome to you. And thank you for giving us the shot. Uh, I am Sydney. I am sitting next to the world champion, Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the John Montag. Thanks for having me, guys. It is, it is great to be here. Nice. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I was really excited about you. I saw John in a roast battle one time. Uh, and I think it was like another very white guy. Was yeah. that the case? It might have actually been who we were just talking about. It might have been Matt, my yeah. co-host from uh, Hands Me. I think you might I have judged that. Yeah, it was. You, and I, I wrote both their that. names down. I was like, I'm getting these guys on the podcast. <laughs> like they, I, it was one of the coolest, one of the, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like two white people roasting each other at how white they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you were learning new levels of whiteness. Like not just me, even the white people in the audience was like, never saw it that way. But yes, that is a new level of whiteness. And yes, I see that on him. Yeah. You know, it was uh, what a great time. It was just um, peeling the onion layers of, dude, that was, of was, whiteness back. Dude, it was sick. I, I'm actually, uh, I've been meaning that. I wanted to see some of those jokes again. Yeah. Like that was, yeah, that was, uh, anyway. I, I think digress. it's on Comedy Fight Club on, uh, or no, it's uh, Do I'm Rag and Deer Talk Battle. I'm not going to go watch a whole thing. I'll send it to you. I'll clip yeah, yeah, it out yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, anyway, uh, very happy to have you here. Yeah. John's a very funny guy. John, uh, do you know what we do on this podcast? Yes, I'm a big fan. Oh, thank yeah. you very yeah. much for saying that, man. I was actually, I used to be in the uh, the shout outs. Oh, hell yeah. I was, uh, you had a question about, uh, this was a weird swing of the topic but you had a question on like after someone dies uh can their penis still stay erect or does the size change okay (laughs) and i remember so i used to work in like uh, med device sales we used to have to work with cadavers and i just basically was reporting to you that like no penises stay pretty normal and that warranted enough to get a shout out at the end of the show so that made me happy like i felt like yeah i got a i got a dead dick guy yeah No, no, oh, trust yeah. me. They stay the same. I got a dead dick. Yeah, I know, no, I know. <laughs> Glad to be in your phone as John Dead Dick Guy. <laughs> Definitely now. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Wow, what a small world. What, I'm glad that all uh, came back. I mean, it's. Uh, I didn't even know you did comedy then uh, at that time. Yeah, back. Yeah, that, yeah, I was just a fan of the show and I, I think <laughs> I just like DM'd you. And I, it was like a, a Patreon DM, I think. And Dude, I was just like, yeah. I have this knowledge in my head. I probably should share it. <laughs> Because it's gonna, it's either gonna be like the reason I go insane, or I can pass a little bit along. Dude, yeah, that is the best. Thank you, because I definitely used that information going forward. That's so. Uh, thank you. So, uh, okay. So, what we do in this podcast isn't just recap dead dicks. What we do, the premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have any type of sense of humor and still reach enlightenment or a higher consciousness without being like a dweeb, right? And uh, so, what we do is we take our guest, who today is you, John through the process of enlightenment so that our listeners and watchers can reach a higher consciousness without doing the hard work that you're about to do. And, and Anthony and me, we're yeah, also going to yeah, reach a higher kind. We're also piggybacking off your coattails. I'll take mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Double, me- double metaphor. Yeah. Piggybacking off your coattails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little pig on the coat. Anyway. So. <laughs> so I'm going to picture the rest of the show now. Yeah. There's a pig on a sweet coattail. <laughs> what color coat? It's like a conductor's jacket, I think. So it has the long coattails. Yeah, yeah. What color enough for uh, it's got to be black because it's a conductor's okay, coat. Fair so enough. I think there's only I think it's a standard. Yeah, I was thinking like more of like a um, when you said conductor, I went to like a uh, river casino boat. 
Oh, like a train? Mm-hmm. Or a yeah, like conductor. a fancy okay. guy. Yeah. Like, you know, being too lavish with the... My was great. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway. Everybody gets the same questions, John. Are you ready? Yes. Ace, let's get it. All right. John, what situation or event did you learn the most information from? Uh, so, it would, it would probably have to go back to... So, in my previous life or earlier in life, uh, I played collegiate baseball at like a very low level. You guys had Tyler Wolf on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Division three, same level. Like I was in the almost the same conference that he was. Okay. I shouldn't say lower level. It was college <laughs> baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then after that, I actually- I feel like you're really trying to set up a, um, it doesn't really matter it, kind of context. It's a kind of like, it's weird. Division three in a sport like baseball, it's like a lot of people are very close to just being able to do it. Okay. You just need like, <laughs> if, if you're a good athlete, you could learn enough to be good enough to play in some division three. So yeah. some division three is really good. Um, but because of that, I was, I, I was a catcher and I was like, I had a pretty good college career. Uh, I was able to play in then the lowest level of the minors. So I went from like <laughs> essentially the lowest level to, I was always able to advance to the next lowest level of something. Yeah. Um, and I kicked around in the minors for like a brief <laughs> stint. <laughs> no big deal. Though. Yeah. You just glossed over that. Like that wasn't a thing to unpack I, for a it's second. A, we I've always been it. able to advance to the lowest level of things. Yeah. <laughs> it was enough that it was like, I could brag to my friends that I did it, but like, yeah, there was plenty of people doing it way better than I was. Yeah. Kind of thing. I, I, that's also coming from, I feel like that's also coming from um, a guy's point of view where if you were at the lowest level of a thing, there's always some jerk to claim that you're not even doing the thing at all. Yeah. Like, it's always in the back of your head. You know, it's, right. it, it does. It sits there and it's like, and I've always respected it. I was like, I was an athlete. And yeah. anytime somebody advanced to the lowest level of a professional sport, I was like, hell yeah, they're making money doing the thing. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was funny because it was, I think it was at $600 a month. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a set, but like they, they paid for your food, your, your hotel, like you had no expenses yeah. when you were there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it was like, I had to get my own cleats. I think I had to like go buy my own socks that match the Jersey. Like it was, <laughs> it was not the great, it was kind of like, uh, did you ever see the movie slap shot? Like a hockey movie? I know what movie you're talking about. I don't know if I it's, ever watched it's it. basically just like to the level of like, it was a small town in Southern Indiana. There was nothing else there, but this team in the summer. So it was like, you were kind of a big deal in a three mile radius. Yeah. yeah. But then like no one. And even in that, to take it even one more level, I was the third string catcher on this team too. So it was like a little bit of a smaller radius. Yeah. yeah, It keeps going. I was like most just people on my team knew my name at that point. Okay. um, It was, I learned a lot because I wasn't there long. That was the, Mm -hmm. the weird thing. It was, I went out there for their spring training uh, and then the beginning of the season and then we were pretty quickly one of the worst teams in the league. So to even add on to the lower level of yeah, yeah. tier. <laughs> and uh, when you're the third string catcher on one of the worst teams in the league, yeah, they start to make budget cuts. You're, you're pretty quickly going to be released. So it was like a weird... a month. They gotta- <laughs> yeah, they, they really... I never even got... I don't think I completed two months. So I got one paycheck. And they, like, there was no like they owed me a quarter of that 600 like they were just like you didn't complete the month we don't pay you for the rest damn but it was like i was also out there to just basically catch bullpens and hang out and play baseball like not the worst so it was kind of it was it was fun to like achieve a dream since i was a kid yeah Mm -hmm. but then that was when it was like when you say what did i take away from it the most was like 
the day they released me, it was just like, there was no, like, like I had to drive out there. They didn't fly or anything. They just were like, you're no longer on this team. You got to get out of the hotel by tonight. Have a good one. And I was just like, oh shit, I'm an adult now. Like this is no longer playtime. Yeah. I have no job. I have no money. Like yeah. that $600, I don't think the check even cleared yet. Like I think I had to ask my parents to put money on my debit card for gas to get home Yeah, from like a 13 hour drive from Indiana. Yeah. So it was cool. Like it was, it was weird. Cause like halfway on the drive back, I had to start like calling people and be like, can you give me a job? I like, I, mm. I wasn't planning this summer of having to find employment, but yeah. So I, I yeah, I cash in a lot of chips for like lawn care jobs and like stuff I could just come right back into. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, you got to get out of the hotel by tonight. <laughs> That's personal. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of. They stung. couldn't even let you check out the next morning. Yeah. No, yeah, not even like a late check. That is rough. Like, dude, you paid they can't for the day. do that. They don't get to make those rules. Yeah, well, if you. That's if, a hotel policy that you true. get to stay until the next day. That is very dude, true. Dude, that was personal. Yeah, it hurt. Well, and it was funny because <laughs> they you you went in and uh, there was just a list of like four names on the coach's door when you walked in. There was no like I didn't. I don't think I even had a locker. Like I was, they just put me in like by the shower. Yeah. I did. I remember I had a table. They put like a folding <laughs> table out and like my catcher's gear was on that. And that was about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there was a list and it was just like, you go in, you talk to the coach and he's just like, Hey, you know, it's not going to work out. And he didn't mention in there, which hurt too. He's like, you know, budget cut wise. And I was like, don't say budget cuts. Like, yeah. just tell me I wasn't good enough. I don't yeah. need you to, it's not the $600. Yeah. But he's, it was budget cut. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. But cut. for me, just tell me I wasn't good enough. Yeah. So that I stopped one. So that I stopped chasing the dream because it was like it was a realization oh. that it was like this is now a thing you you achieved. You can check it yeah. off the list. It's not going to pay your bills. It's not. And there's a lot of guys I know that kicked around in higher levels of minor leagues that even they were like you. They did it for six years and they're like I have nothing financially to show for it. Right. I got some cool hats like. Yeah, that was about it. So it it was eye opening. It was like, all right, real world starts now. Yeah, still living it. I went back to my parents' house. Like it wasn't like I had to go home to a lot of bills. But yeah, when you to get into the minor leagues, like so, you finished college playing baseball. Do you go to tryouts to? Get yeah, to they it? had like uh, this league itself would run like two combines, and they ran one like out by Pittsburgh and. It was like an invite only, but it was also kind of, I think we had to pay to like register to be in it. So it, it was like, it, it basically it's just felt like you fan. were going, yeah, you were yeah. going to adult baseball camp. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so we went to that and it, it's funny too, because for catchers, like there's not a lot they need to see you do. Like they watched everybody run. I was slow as could be. And they got to the catchers. They're like, if you want to, you can go run, you know, like they run a 40. <laughs> like you don't have to, we don't care. Yeah. And then they watched us hit, they watched us throw. And then I think the big thing that like, for me, got me on to the next thing was they had you catch like all the pitchers there. And then they asked the pitchers at the end. They were like, who did you guys like the most? Like <laughs> behind the plate. Content. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. yeah. So, yeah can, I see all guys, can I see all of you squat again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, can you look to your left and spit? <laughs> real slow yeah. so yeah it was it was like a combine then it was a two-day thing and the end of the second day they did a draft yeah. and i think i was the first pick in the second round so that felt pretty cool i would be picking based off of like who was the coolest <laughs> looking when they like punched their glove and then put it up oh yeah, yeah. Like, that's like like the, i like that's my favorite part of the catchers catcher. i did all that stuff really well like yeah. all the stuff that didn't matter <laughs> to actually performing like i always had you were like a showman i had like oh i was 
just to use the term dripped out. I yeah. would have like, like the sweat. I, I, there's a picture of it too. I have a sweatband over an Under Armour compression shirt. That's that sweatband is purely for show. Yeah. Like that's doing nothing. Yeah. 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 It just looks real cool. So what your was form. your glove punch ready technique? Uh, what was your- it was always like, I would tap like, so after you give your sign, yeah. uh, pitcher says yes. And then he goes to the set. I would do a tap on my knee. I'd tuck in the thumb. And then there's like a, a little string on the top that if you pull it, it really tightens the pocket. Oh yeah. I'd give that a tug and then a target. Nice. And it, it's so funny <laughs> just doing that there. Yeah. I haven't done it in, I haven't caught, I'm 30, probably 12 years. I haven't caught like, but just doing that there, like it immediately comes back Yeah, yeah. and you're right there. Hell yeah. I still love like all that stuff. Yeah. It's weird. That kind of reminded me of the, uh, the first time in the Rambo movie, you see him getting ready in that montage <laughs> and then like, he like, he like tightens up the boots. Oh you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, cinch. and then it's like, Oh shit, Rambo, it's ready to go. I, are you like, you guys are both athletes is, yeah. will, will it hit a weird thing? Like if you don't do something right, will you have to redo it till it feels right? So like, I don't know, I'm trying to think like I run now and I'll retie my shoes eight times probably before I actually start my run. <laughs> and I don't know if it's in my head or if it's like something feels slightly off, but I almost blame those things more than I would blame like my ability or something. I'm like, Oh, I didn't run that well. Cause my left shoe wasn't tied as good as my right. Yeah. I mean, that's the stuff that I do to avoid running. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me just tie these again real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, I, I, want, I, I have superstitious things, but yeah. uh, I mean, I was a high jumper in track. We had like, they were, high jumpers are like notoriously in, in track, the head cases of, oh, yeah. of the team. You know, so yeah, yeah I, had, I, had, I had plenty of weird shit going on. I always liked that in track. I wore a, like... I wore a catcher's glove. Yeah. <laughs> Full gear. <laughs> Some said it hindered my jumping ability, but just ran with it. I know I always like like tracks a very like track and field is a very like follow in order yeah. type sport. I I always like that because like I was always baseball my whole life. I played a little bit of basketball. I sucked, but it was always like baseball could kind of go in different directions. But it's like throwing a javelin. It's like you do the same thing every time right you, you like damn well better yeah <laughs> i i like that that's yeah i think that's now why i like running because i'm just like if i can stay at this pace every single time i'll do well okay. that's yeah. it like yeah whatever it's gonna take if it's gonna take me pushing more it's always like i think i was always missing that in sports okay so if uh so from the experience that you had uh playing in the lowest of the minors on the lowest of the teams <laughs> and then getting budget cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, what, how would you distill what it is that you took away from that experience? That it was like, you can, uh, you can achieve a goal and just walk away from it. Like it doesn't have to linger where it's like, all right, I always had this goal of being a professional baseball player. It's like, I checked it off the list. I don't have to go back to that now. Like I can go on to the next thing. And it kind of like made me be able to realize that with like jobs, you know, like I, I had a, pretty good job in my twenties that I worked like nonstop mm-hmm. tw- like on call 24 seven. And I did well in it and it like, it afforded me and my wife enough to put like a good down payment on a home. Mm-hmm. And then I almost kind of just like got away from that job. Cause I was like, I can't deal with the stress, everything else. It's like, I don't have to look back on it. I kind of, you know, I did what I wanted to do in it on to the next thing. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I the, guess it's the goal can be enough. Yeah. The goal can be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, John, we're going to open up these chakras, starting from the bottom chakra up, as you know. 
uh, the bottom chakra is located in the butthole. Are you okay with that? Yes. All right. That is consent. <laughs> yes. Ace, let's go. All right, John, how did you learn to overcome fear? Uh, it's in, I mean, I think I'm still always kind of learning to overcome it because it, it's just presenting itself new in my life. So like when I was younger, the fear was like, again, it was most of what I focused on was baseball. And the fear is like, what if this goes away? Mm-hmm. And then I learned, I was like, okay, it's not bad if that goes away. And then it like progressed to like when I had a job and bills and I was like, oh, what if I, you know, if I just can't work like that fear. And it's like, well, then you better work as hard as you can right now while you're able to just in case you don't. So it's like, and I guess the biggest thing I've learned from fear is like, you're, you got to learn to attack it. Like I'm t- now I'm a father and like every day I'm, there's moments where I'm scared as hell that I'm like, oh shit, I'm in charge of a life. Mm-hmm. It's like, but then I overcome it with like, yeah, but you get to also have fun. Like with your kid, you get to play games, you get to do fun stuff along the way. So it kind of, I don't know, pushes that fear down for now, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So you, <laughs> you just have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. yeah. Just focus on fun and fear can go fuck itself. Like, yeah. Can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared? Uh, yeah. I mean, I remember like the, I guess the moment my daughter was born, like it was scared, but it wasn't scared for like me. It was, it was the moment where I was like, I finally put like my fear onto someone because I got to see like my wife was going through in the moment. Mm. And then I was like, oh, and like this right now, if this kid comes out properly, everything's great. It's like, or is there going to be complications? Is there going to, you know, that fear was like a weird one because I had to like, have like a smile on my face and like be like, Hey, I'm here for you. You're going through probably, you know, 20,000 times more fearful thing right now. <laughs> it's like, so I can't show you that I'm also scared shitless, Yeah, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Cause it was followed by like the happiest moment I've ever felt. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of strange emotions. I, I remember that emotion you just described because there is that moment of like, you know, got to put on a brave face for her. She, her body's being ripped in half. Yeah. This is fucking insane. There's more blood than I thought it was going to be. Yes. But also, like, did you finish cooking those? <laughs> like, yeah. They're, they're good, right? You're doing the math. You're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, nine yeah, yeah. Months. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you make sure you shifted all the way the bad genetics from your family <laughs> away from our kids and like, kind of, like, pick the good ones from my... Like, did you, did you do your part yeah. in making sure these kids come out right? And it's... in. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't even think, um, I, I would love to hear you try to unpack this some more because uh, I don't think I could describe in, in this amount of time what that fear is and where it was coming from and what it meant. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's very scary. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 I, I, I apologize for putting that on you, but I'm like no, no. curious to see like what more you can draw out of that. Uh, I mean, I think it was another thing where like it, in my mind, it checked off enough. Like the fear was like, oh, sh- oh shit, like you're more of an adult now. Like you're like up until now, it's all been fun and games. But now, you know, you're adding another life into it. Is it still just going to be in, which now I've learned my daughters too. I'm like, we have so much fun. Like we just play all the time. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like, go back to just, if you can focus on having a good time, you can kind of figure out the rest. But like that moment of like, oh shit, I'm very responsible for something now. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that like I haven't had a need to be responsible as much in the past. And it was a feeling I wasn't like nobody, like you said, nobody prepped me for it. Yeah. There's no way you can like it's, you can't describe it. So you can't prep someone for it uh-huh. fully kind of, you can 
share your story of it, but I just thought so I always like to describe like any any moment um from uh from a pulled out perspective looks like a dot, but if you zoom into that dot, it's actually an asterisk, right? Yeah. And each line of the asterisk is like a different component, emotion, thought, uh something that's coming in and making this point what it is. Right. right? And uh while you were talking I do remember uh, one of the fears that I experienced the first time I held my son and looked at him and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die one day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was the case, but it was strong. Yeah, it, it hit you. So I, wa- I was going to try to save this for the grief thing, but we can touch on it again. Yeah. Uh, I had a weird moment. So my daughter was born on a Friday. Mm-hmm. My dad passed away that Monday. Holy shit. So it like really, I was like the, the overwhelmingness of like, I was just settling into like, all right, we got our daughter home. She is safe. She is sound. I was having those thoughts too, where I was like, how long am I going to get to hang out with this kid for? Like, yeah. And then my dad passed away, like very sudden, like we weren't, you know, really? prepped for it. Wow. So it kind of hit another level of like, I was like, all right, you're not only in charge of this kid, you now, the guy who taught you how to do this isn't here anymore. Yeah. yeah. So that like really was like a punch in the gut. And like you said, like if you zoom in, zoom in on that moment, it was like by the time like the funeral and everything was done, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm, I still have to go home like and make sure this kid is fed and like, okay. Mm. Yeah. So how, so how old were you when your father passed? Uh, this was two years ago. So I was 34. 34, which so that, so the reason why I asked is because you, in that moment, because it, it lasts so long that like, how long am I going to be able to hang out with this kid for? Like, how many years? What am I, what what I going to be able to give to this kid? Yeah. And you already start being sad for the years you know you're going to miss because yeah. you're not going to get them all. Yep. And then you're like, so how long do I have? And then your dad passes and you're like, fuck, 34 years. It, yeah, it definitely put it, it put <laughs> like you know a I mean? stamp yeah, on it. Yeah. 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 It definitely sure. put a stamp on it. And then it also, the, the good thing that came out of that was it made me look more at like, Am I doing enough to make sure that I'm healthy? You know, my, what am I? And that was where another thing where it kicked in like, oh yeah, you're an adult now. Like you can't just skip going for a physical every year. Like you need these things now. Like these things are not just for you. It's so you can spend as much time as you possibly can. You know, if it is 34 years, I've gone far enough now that I'm like, that'd be great. If I can spend 34 years with her, it's great. Mm -hmm. Everything beyond that is like kind of just icing on top. Yeah. So yeah, well, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, for sorry, that. I didn't mean to totally bring the mood. No, down. that's this is the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love dude, it. We, these are the questions we're asking you. That would be fucked up if you're like, dude, buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> I only asked you, can you remember in your life when you were the most scared? Yeah, <laughs> God. Turns out it's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but that's what I do. I, there are a lot of parents hearing that right now. Like, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's like I thought I was the only one because it, it feels selfish. There's like when you're looking at an infant, and like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah. You know, it feels selfish, but it's uh, it is nice. I'll, I'll say, people listening to this, most of the stuff that I've reassured, like, oh, I th- I think this, and I'm thinking about doing this parenting wise. I've reassured from like your podcast, from Dad Me, from like, <laughs> j- and like my. Interest has shifted to Stoner Dads, yes, (laughs) has shifted to like, we can just keep plugging on dad related (laughs) podcasts. It's like, I love that now because like you guys openly talk about sometimes you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with parenting, but I got kids that are alive. They're doing good. Like, (laughs) so there is like just that reassurance. Like, okay, yeah, I am checking that box at least. It's like, 
<laughs> kid alive another day and happy cool like yep yeah. so i thank you guys for kind <laughs> of too. offering up that you know openness thank you because it's not something people always talk about too like me and my friends when we get together i think it's too much of like we want to catch up and have a good time whenever yeah. like hey tell me why you cried when you cried recently <laughs> from a parenting yeah. situation yeah. yeah well definitely thank you for opening up yeah. that fear chakra and definitely thank you for whether you know it or not actually also giving us reassurance yeah so definitely appreciate that ace keep it moving all right john this is your pelvis chakra it's a little segment we like to call my bad so it's an opportunity for you for you to apologize to a person place or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral okay Woo! we just got done doing john's patreon episode and boy was it a good time it was awesome so much fun right <laughs> all it, the correct answers yes goodness <laughs> gracious i didn't even know they could be answered correctly did yes. i just win patreon i yes. think you yes. did <laughs> do i win my dollar back that i <laughs> yeah. give you guys every month i like it all right that's <laughs> <laughs> pretty we can give them this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right so one dollar gets you all of our uh exclusive content which not only includes the counter to this podcast you're watching right now, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten our guest Shadow Self, which John won. <laughs> but we also have the fight commentary and analysis on Anthony's jiu-jitsu matches, jiu matches <laughs> which you'll be able to see one that we just did recently, right before this episode. And, um, oh, don't forget to check out John's podcast, Hans The Handsome Idiots, that he does with the very funny Matt Peoples. And now we're going to get back to this episode and find out who or what John has to apologize to. This is the tough one. Like, like I said, I'm a big fan of two Jack bros. And this is like the one where whenever you're listening to something, it's like when you listen to something like, are you garbage? You're like, how would I answer all these questions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I'm almost practicing when I'm listening to you guys, <laughs> yeah. knowing that I was coming on here. This is a hard one. And I think, it's just going to be an open apology to my wife of like all the years we've been together. Like she's gone through like so many waves of like when I was just a guy that worked 24 seven and neglected probably her a lot of times. So it's like a big sorry to that version of my wife. Mm -hmm. And then it's like now I feel this weird thing where I almost get I don't know if you ever felt this when your son was born. Like I feel like I give my daughter too much attention when it should be going back to my wife. Sometimes like it's, I don't know the, the balance of love and attention. I don't think always swings in my wife's favor when it should. No, I felt like every time I was having a special moment with my son, she was somehow photobombing it. <laughs> <laughs> I always get that moment too, where like my wife and I, or my daughter and I would be having like a good moment. And then I'll look over and, and in my head, my wife's going to be sitting there like tear running out of her eye. Yeah. And I look and she's like over folding laundry or yeah. she's just like, yeah. She's a teacher, so she's just drained after school, like half asleep <laughs> on the couch. And I'm like, all right, you'll catch the next beautiful moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel that way about him sometimes. Like, I'm with the kids all day. And like, yeah. we have one daughter that, like, she's in a phase right now where she's just like, Mom, I want to be by your side 24-7. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes I'm just like, I just need space. And, like, I see him for the first time. And he's like, can I have a hug? And I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've given all the love I can today. <laughs> first of all, I have never openly asked for a hug <laughs> you just take I don't, what you I don't want. do that shit <laughs> yeah, right, right. think I'm hug begging in my house I'm not hug begging in my hug how dare you try to present me as a hug beggar in my own you home you never asked for a hug 
I I accept hugs. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm, I'm very interested in hugs. I love okay. hugs. Uh, hugs are a great thing to, to just take. <laughs> it's comes. so fun to just take a hug. <laughs> and then he starts talking to me about ancient aliens. And I'm like, just a minute, Sydney, can I have a minute? I don't want to talk about ancient aliens right now. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Uh, so okay, so you you you're apologizing to your wife. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because uh, she's been with you swinging through the lowest level of all these things. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I, I apologize to her for like the the ups and downs I've taken her along, but it's it's I also thank her for just going along with like when I was like, hey, I'm gonna try comedy. You know, six yeah. years ago when I got into doing stand up, like she was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be supportive, but there had to be something in her head that's like that at that point I don't even think we were even engaged, so it's like. She was just like, who the hell is this guy? Like, I thought <laughs> yeah. I knew this guy. Now he wants to go to open mics like four nights a week. And it, but like fully supportive. So like it's an apology and a thank you, I guess there. Yeah. All right. That's like the thing about relationships, right? Like, especially when you like start at a younger age, like people are going to grow and change. Like, yeah. You can't be like, this is who you are. And I expect you to be this person. Right. Oh, I'm so glad that like, if she still wanted the 25 year old guy I was when we met, yeah. I'd be like, you have weird taste. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I've, you know, grown into a much more interesting and like, yeah, if she was ever just harking back to like how I was there, that would be a problem. Yeah. So I'm glad that she likes me for who I am now. At least I think so. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, at least she has the reassurance though, that you're like capable of, you know, going to the next thing and like sustaining something, like making yeah. something out of it. I'll get to the lowest level of the next thing. I'll yeah. be, <laughs> just keep trying. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a husband and father. All right. I'm yeah. done trying hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you hear that John Montag is the assistant to the secretary of the state? <laughs> what does that even mean? Yeah. He's actually the assistant's assistant. <laughs> the assistant. They made a new position for him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but uh, general apology to the wife for sticking with you. <laughs> it's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. I'm sorry you've been with me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Love you. That's sorry. It. Put that on a card. Yeah. No, but that, that's something to consider, right? Because I think a lot of dudes get a little caught up in um, themselves and don't consider that the sacrifices that they're making, they're also asking somebody else to make bigger sacrifices. Yes. Right? And, and it is like, especially with comedy, you have to focus so much on like what you're doing next, what you're going to talk about, what you're like it's the next thing for you, you, you. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I've been out of the house you know, the last six nights. Yeah. We haven't spent a night hanging out. Like tomorrow night, that's why I was actually glad we bumped this up earlier. Yeah. Because it frees up like another night to hang out tonight. Oh, nice. Which is like more and more, it, it's like do what you need to do to get what you want, but like focus on this is why you're doing it. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what is your wife's name? Trisha. Trisha, he's sorry. Trish the dish. <laughs> Trish the bitch? What? What did you say? Trish the dish. The dish. Okay. It's so close, and my voice is hoarse yeah, from my being bad. sick. My bad. In my mind, it was like, whoa, what an end to an apology. <laughs> like, cool, we're going to no, edit sorry. this later. I apologize. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm sure she'll appreciate that. Yeah. Um, uh, Ace, keep it moving. Right, uh, oh, wait, by the way, that was a pelvis chakra unlocked. Yes. 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 Keep it moving. Uh, gut chakra. So, John, how do you move past disappointment either in yourself or loved ones? Uh, I think, like, the way I move past it in myself is, like, I got to look back at why I'm disappointed in whatever I did. Like, did it, so, again, going back to, like, like, sometimes the goal achieved is just enough. It's like, what did I do? 
did I do enough to achieve that goal? Mm. Or even look at it, it's like, was that ever even the goal? Like mm. it, so it's, it's looking back at like, did I put in enough work to not let myself down? And mm. there are a lot of times where you're just like, no, you didn't do, like with comedy, I'll be like, why am I not where I want to be? And you're like, oh yeah, well you didn't, you know, reach out to bookers at clubs or you, you didn't do the next step. Like it's fully on you. Yeah. It's not anybody else's fault, you know, that I am. And I'm happy where I am, you know, again, like checking boxes off, but it's like, did I do enough to achieve kind of? Okay. And uh, so I like to ask this question all the time and I'm really excited to hear what the answer is going to be. But uh, whether you did any sort of performance art or a sport growing up, is there some sort of disappointment that still lingers in your mind to this day? Yeah, no. Like, so with sports specifically, I think it, it, it lingered for a while. So the, you know, getting cut from, getting budget cut from the team <laughs> I was on, it, it lingered for a while. And it made me like every once in a while, I'd be like, maybe I could try it again. Maybe I could pick up a glove. And, but then I would go back to it and be like, well, you haven't swung a bat in three months. Why do you think you could chase this dream again? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, so the, it, it, it's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the, the idea to me, like after you get budget cut for a while, you start working a regular job and you're like, you know what? Maybe I can go back there now. I have some money saved up. I can pay for more of my own thing for the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be less of a financial burden to them. Maybe I can get back on the Buy spot. my way back on. <laughs> yeah. Start out as a bat boy. Uh, I may be able to give them $600 a month for another player. <laughs> now now it's like I, I am in that realm where like I'm paying to chase dreams now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it gets to that. Like, but then I guess if you get good enough at the dream, you get paid again to do mm-hmm. it. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, almost happening for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh I I I interrupted. So your sports or performance arts disappointment. Yeah. So I mean I guess this is the budget cut was one of them. The budget cut was one of them. Um I guess like performing wise, I'm trying to think because I'm still so young in comedy that like you didn't do plays or anything growing up? You never got... No, I was a... I, I played in bands and stuff. Like, I played guitar and bass in bands. Yeah. Um, and you have live shows? Yeah. They but, all went off without a hitch? No, but the, it was so weird. Like, I was 18, and it was like, the goal mm. was never, let's go put on a good show. The goal was like, let's go get as drunk as we can, mm. mosh, and like, maybe a girl will think it looked cool. Okay. <laughs> so it was like, that was... And like, and because of that, the band never panned out. Like, it was... The goals were, you know almost non-existent it was like this yeah. is a cool thing we can do let's yeah. go do this cool thing so i guess yeah again the goal was just go have fun but it was, uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 it's just funny to me that you were in a uh, a band with the goal was to just like drink and like make girls think it looks cool that was your goal and you were a mosh band yeah it, it wasn't the lowest level <laughs> <laughs> that is the lowest level. Yeah, hindsight, we should have just yeah, wrote. Yeah, girl that you're going to reel in with the moshing. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be badass. Like, yeah, yeah. She's going to be well, tough she as hell. definitely take a punch. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be scared of her for most of the relationship, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, hindsight, I should have just wrote, like, Dashboard Confessional songs and sang it myself, but yeah. I was never much of a singer. Okay. And this was, yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting, yeah. All right. So, I mean, the budget cut, that's a, that's a good disappointment. I, I think mean, I got released from that band for budget cuts too. So <laughs> now that I think back on it, they did start another band with a new name and I just never got asked to be in the new band. 
and that band went on to be like one of my favorite bands for the next three years. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Shout out Take Hold. Yeah. But you had them at the lowest level. Drew. <laughs> and we were playing billiard halls and fucking shitty VFWs. Sick. Nice. <laughs> sick. All right. Well, that's definitely a gut chakra unlocked. <laughs> the type of girl that goes to mosh pits at the VFW. I'm just imagining. Yeah. Again, I'm glad that my tastes aren't the same because I can't imagine being married to that woman now. Yeah. Although I'm sure there are tons of cool girls that moshed yeah. a bunch when they were 18. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the VFW could be exactly where the dad that she's angry at all the time drinks yeah. you know what I mean? oh yeah yeah the, he's the, at the back part the amount of moshing that yeah. she's gonna be trying to do <laughs> so that like when he comes back there the next weekend there's gonna be a specter of her like rebellion he's gonna yeah. feel that you know just that I mean? presence yeah goodness gracious i would love to, i her, would love to see that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah definitely a gut chakra unlocked ace keep it moving all right john we're to the heart chakra so what have you learned from grief Okay, yeah, so we can rehash this one now. Cause, so like I said... He said it that way, not me. Yeah. No, trust me. This is one that... It's, it's something I want to talk about, and I never talk about enough. Okay. That it was like... It was such a weird occurrence where it was like, my daughter was born, my dad passed away, and then I was just a dad. Yeah. So it was like... It was a... And I think like the thing I learned from grief and that, that I wasn't like... I was sad that he was gone, but I was more sad at like the things he won't see yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, so another thank you to you guys. It was actually when I was grieving and that was around the same time your mom passed away. Yeah. So listening to you guys talk about that was huge for me. I remember like coming home, like talking to my wife and I'm like in tears. Cause like you guys were openly sharing and discussing and figuring it out mm-hmm. yeah. almost the exact same time that I was. So it was like a nice, like again, Oh wow. People, are having these thoughts that are trying to figure it out the same time that I am. So yeah. yeah, that, that was the timing of it was crazy. But yeah, I think the biggest thing I took away from the grief is just like, it, it's not again that I'm sad that he's gone. It's like, he's not going to see so many things, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but depending on, I don't know what I think about the afterlife. There's a weird thing where I'm like, he's still seeing this. It can't just be over. Right. Right. Like, it's it just gotta be somehow the, the, energy of what's happening here yeah. is somehow reaching wherever he is yeah, yeah. so yeah it, and it, it was like again it was a thrown into like the most emotional chunk of my life like the ups and downs of it mm-hmm. and then the whole time just being like oh yeah you have to like help your wife because she just pushed a human out of her <laughs> for the next you know the next three months are yeah. still going to be her getting back on her feet and like getting used to life and it was all at like the height of the lockdown of the pandemic. Mm, so that part. yeah, that was, yeah. that yeah. was also like on top. We're still trying to figure all that shit out. Yeah. And then you throw, you know, losing your father on top of that. And you're like, it, it kind of was weird. Cause it was like, it is one of the worst things that ever happened to me, but it's happening at the weirdest time for yeah. everyone kind of thing. that must be weird like i because like often i think back to like emotions on like the day when i lost my mom like finding out you know yeah but like those emotions are all tied up also with the birth of your daughter so right it's like, uh it's gotta be crazy to- there's a weird reminder so it, unfortunate i guess not unfortunate it's an awesome thing that came out of this day my wife took my favorite picture of me my daughter and my wife uh, she's like sleeping on my hand and then my wife like just tucked her hand behind it and it's like that cheesy photo op but like it turned out like the light was coming in through our window perfectly and then an hour later I found out my dad passed so mm. 
I, that picture's on our fridge. Yeah. And I'm so happy it is because it's like, it reminds you, it's like, this was the weirdest day of your life and you made it out of that one. So like whenever you're having a terrible or weird, you can't figure it out. You're like, this is nothing in comparison to that day. Yeah. yeah. So did, did you have the, I don't know if you would call this the weird thought, but it's, it's, I, I, I almost would be shocked if you didn't. Right. I, 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 and I hate that I prefaced it that way. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but the timing of the situation, <laughs> your daughter is born. Couple of days later, your dad passes away. Was there a part of you that was like, "Dad, did you like soul jack? Did you like jump?" Yeah, and it is weird. Like, I sometimes I think I'm looking for it, like yeah. in something she does. Yeah, but like, yeah, oh, I've. If you can name a weird thought or emotion, like I've had it in the last two years. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I still yeah. do. Like, I'm. It's. I'm still. It was weird that my dad passing made me not believe in God in like the religious sense, uh-huh. but it made me believe more in, or not even believe more, but like what's next after this. We were talking about, there's gotta be something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if there's not cool, but like, it's more fun to think there is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then focusing more on that. And it's like, yeah, like I'd like to think that somehow he is in, you know, my daughter's actions kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a fun thought. It's yeah. like, if I'm doing it right, like he was a great dad. He had a lot of flaws, I'll say that. But like he was a great dad, like gave me a great childhood, set me up well. So it was like, mm-hmm. if I can repeat all the good things he did, it's going to be great. It would be pretty wild if your daughter's first words were, son, sometimes teens need to make budget cuts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you'll get them next time, kid. <laughs> like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> she, she just comes out. She's like, we got to hit the cages. Cause. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard to not think stuff like that, right? Yeah. No, you know? and it's, it, it's fun now, too, though, because it's another way to, like, I'm, I don't just have to remember, like, all the good times I had with him. It's like I'm almost building this image of what he's doing now yeah. in my yeah. own head. So Yeah, it kind of forced me to start breaking down things almost, uh, you know, because you, you, you try not to get too caught up in, like, the woo-hoo nature of this stuff. Yeah. And you kind of want to see, like, how can this be the case? Like, people have been saying this for thousands of years. What could they possibly have been seeing? Like, what are, why are they saying that, right? So it's, um, so we have, we have the dog that Anzi's mom had right before she passed. She got it as okay. a puppy. And she had her for less than, for like a, a year and a half, it was. Was it even that long? I guess it was, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she was yeah, about yeah. to turn two. Yeah, yeah. Right? So she had the dog for about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, she passed away with the, you know, the dog in the room with her, right? And then um, we had the dog that she trained early on that was like part of her that was connected with That's her. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the dog comes and it's like, it is her. It, yeah. It, it, the dog is imbued with the spirit of her. Yeah. Because of that. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's way better than like anything she could have left you like a physical thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm wearing my mom's necklace. That's great. But it's like, that's a thing she put her love and hard work into, Yeah. you know, and now it's your job. Yeah. It's your, you yeah. know, but it's a privilege kind of like. Yeah. And so the same thing then happens with people. So you're like you said, uh, and, and I really like the way that you said it early on is that. Uh, the person that taught me how to do this is now gone. So he's not even going to, you know, well, I, you didn't say this, but like thinking that further, so he's not going to be there for any of the part of me actually doing this. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. So, but I don't forget the point that I was making. What was I talking about? Are you talking about like, like the soul transfer or like the, 
like person carrying on. No, the dad. It's yeah. a thing you take on oh, yeah. once they. So yeah, so your so your dad in imparted himself onto you. Yeah. What you are going to impart on your daughter is going to be part you, part your dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you'll be able to see those things that came through you from your dad, not even consciously. Oh yeah. Right? And you're like, you know, so that so yeah, she will be then imbued with the spirit of your father. So that that's like yeah, that's how I ended up not like forcing myself to see it, but like just like if if there is a thing, what could it be? Right. You know. So. Well, I almost love it too. So it was like my dad, when he passed, he had basically nothing like to his name, like mm-hmm. nothing that could have been like, I got a couple cool hats that were like the world series hat I bought him in 08. So that was cool. Like to get a tangible physical thing. Dude, passing now a hat from father to son. Oh, it's, it's so <laughs> sick. Take one knee, put it on each. You know what I mean? Yeah. Night yeah, me with it. Anybody who knows me on any of the podcasts that I'm on. I love the I love the 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 sanctimony of hats. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you got two, you got hats from them. So like, it, I got to real, and I'm I'm realizing more and more like every day I'll do or say something, and I'm like, why? What is that? And I'm like, oh shit, that was him. Okay, yeah. that yeah was like a thing I heard him say or a thing I saw him do wrong, and I'm like, don't do that thing wrong. Like mm-hmm. so, yeah, those things are way better than like the hat that I'm gonna eventually. That, that hat's going to somehow fade away or go. So it's like, I don't know. It, it's not always with you kind of thing. Yeah, my yeah. dad has one cool hat. But I, it is I, a cool I, hat. I might have to give it to my brother. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's tough. Like, who's I can't wait hat? to, if you do get to look over, like when, when my family has to separate, like the dumb shit that I've just collected, like whether it's hats or yeah. like who gets all these baseball bats that have been in the basement for the last 12 years and have made three moves. They're never going to leave the bag, but yeah. like one day they're going to be a cool thing right now. They're just clutter. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't necessarily need to get a hat from him because I got me from him. Right. Like I, that's like, a perfect I, way of putting it. I am so much my dad. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I'm not embarrassed by it. No, now I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy when like, my sister and my mom will point it out. It makes my day. Yeah. Like my sister will just, she'll just be like, okay, dad. When I said something, I'm like, you're damn right. Go to your room. Like, yeah. but it feels so good. I'm like, all right, cool. Like it, you know, it's usually on a positive thing. Yeah. yeah. So, well, hell yeah, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that. That is a heart chakra unlocked. Yes. Ace. All right. Throat chakra is next. So John, what is a favorite lie you tell or have told if it's extra karmic points, if it's still in rotation? Uh, I'm trying to think of like a good dude I'm sorry it would be funny if he was like well guys my dad's not dead yeah never played baseball I don't even have a wife yeah by the way my name's Keith yeah <laughs> just pull my mask back yeah I'm a black guy <laughs> uh, um I used to tell like a bunch of little lies as a kid and they were always like I remember I just flat out lied to a kid in my neighborhood and was like, I got Sega Genesis. And he was like, cool. And then like two days later came over with his Sega games <laughs> and was just like, where is it, man? I was like, about that. Um, and I'm sure I probably doubled down. I was like, we got robbed. Well, like they only took the Sega. It's like, you have called my blood. Yeah. But like, and it was so funny because I would lie about the most obvious dumb shit when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like from homework to like, I remember one time I was just sitting in the bathroom at my parents' house and there was, I was probably taking a poop, taking a long time. There was the blinds on the window and then there was a pair of scissors and I just picked them up and was just like, and I just cut one of the pieces of the cord, which 
completely fucks blinds up. Yeah. Like if you cut mm-hmm. the slightest cord, yeah. you're done. And I remember my parents yeah. right away saw it. <laughs> yeah, blinds are the Christmas lights of curtains. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really, I mean, you have to get fully new blinds for that window. Yeah. Yeah. They probably don't make them. They're not going to match the rest of the ones you have in the house now. Mm. Yeah, I understand it Venetian, now. by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. 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 very well, <laughs> imported. Um, but like I remember my dad like just coming in. He was like, why did you do that? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he had the scissors in his hand. And this is probably now looking back, another funny lie my dad told me. He goes, okay, well, he goes, these were right next to it. So these are probably what cut it. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, so there's probably fingerprints on these. And I was like, totally. And here, I forgot, he was friends with the chief of police in the town that he worked in. Mm-hmm. So he just flat out lied to me and he put him in a Ziploc bag and was like, <laughs> I'm going to take these in and and now thinking back, that had to have been so funny for him and my mom yeah. to talk about later yeah. on. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to take these in and they're going to get now. I'm going to give you one more chance. And I called him on it. I was like, take them in. You're not going to find my <laughs> fingerprints on anything. And then I remember him leaving the house and I full on, this is going back to probably scared, probably one of the scariest moments <laughs> of my yeah. life. I was like, my dad's going to be locked up for cutting <laughs> that thing. I didn't even know like what laws were or anything. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, damn. Yeah. Looking back, that's incredible. I can't wait to scare my kid with shit like that. But how did that end? Did he? I don't really remember. I'm sure he was just like, he had to have been like, fuck, he called me on my bluff. Now I just got to punish him. I'm sure I just got grounded and they made me whatever my allowance was for the next month went into buying new blinds or whatever. I also think it's funny that you thought you were about to go to jail for the lowest level of crime. You <laughs> right. Could commit. That's not even a crime. That's not even it's not even vandalism. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not against the law. It's a really really We gotta add another step to our day yeah. now because of this. Yeah, talk about You should budget get arrested cuts. for inconveniences though. Yeah. yeah. There needs to be more inconvenience yeah. crimes. Yeah. The, the crimes of inconvenience. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh I I agree with that. But um, yeah, you can. Oh, by the way, uh, that's something you could probably talk about on the Handsome Idiots podcast, which we forgot to promote. By yes. the way, check that out. That's John's podcast, and also, uh, we are we. Did, do you have any more? Because I, I I like what's happening right now because we're not getting like one lie, we're getting like lies from an era. <laughs> the yeah, lie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's uh, but if you have any more, you want to pop off by all means. I'm trying to think of some more specific like. I don't know. I think I, again, with the baseball, for the longest time I lied to people and was like, I was there for, you know, I, I played a whole season. And then like, as I, I got, I got older, $600 that month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I lied about the amount of money at the time too. Cause it was like, I was 22. I was like, I need yeah. to impress people with this thing yeah, I did. Got it. Meanwhile, I was like, I'm pretty sure I had to wash my uniform there. Like it was, <laughs> it was again, the like house yeah, the to. lowest tier. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. We make so much money, man. Uh, do you guys have dryer sheets? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was yeah, yeah the lie of embellishment. I was just, it was never a flat out lie. I was just embellishing the truth to a very extreme degree. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's a lie, albeit yeah. the lowest form of lying. <laughs> and I'm gonna get good at it. <laughs> but it's I'm still just lying. good enough at lying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, technically, you're just lying. <laughs> you're like you're not like whether or not you're good at it. I'm fibbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're just lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're barely not telling the truth. Right. So that's good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's an honest man. It's like if you bench press 200 pounds and you're like 210, I put up, you're like, why add that extra little bit on there? (laughs) Holy shit. I just realized that the lowest form of lying is actually also the lowest form of honesty. (laughs) 
True. Right in that middle ground, but that's yeah. where I want to live. I want to ride. <laughs> I want to ride that line. I'm in everything. almost jealous of him now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, all right. So <laughs> uh, that is a throat chakra unlocked. Thank you for sharing all of those lies, and also thank you for doing them. Yeah. yeah. I'll try to get into some more so I can yeah. report back on. I appreciate it. that. Uh, when I get in my Maserati and leave here to go to my mansion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ace, keep it moving. All right, we are now at the third eye chakra, so we're out of the physical into the metaphysical. Wait, oh, wait, hold on. By the way, Ace, if I gave you three cars, could you pick out the Maserati? I think so. It's got like the, the doors that go up funny. And it's a Lamborghini. It has Lamborghini doors, you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just check. You just present her yeah. three Lamborghinis, and she's like, <laughs> All different colors. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's obviously the black one. <laughs> I, I I also would not be able to pick out the Lamborghini from three pictures of Lamborghinis if I was looking for a Maserati. Sure in my mind, the seal has to have like a big L on it and a big M. Like I got it. Le Maserati? Like why the L? The Lamborghini. <laughs> oh, Lamborghini. Oh. <laughs> I did always like that you're right on the Maserati one because it is like, I think it's a Trident M. Okay. And yeah. I only liked it because... It's self-centered. I'm like any cool M because my last name starts with M. Hell yeah, yeah. Like I have a Mariner's hat because I was like, it's like Montag. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I just learned a little nugget about you in yeah. that little. Um, all right. So Ace, keep it moving. All right. So third eye chakra. So John, what is something that you've thought of separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned that it's really the same? Uh, recently, it's been health and happiness. Like it's. Mm. I've I've just been battling a cold for four months. So I gave uh, to take it back and forth. I gave up drinking at the end of August with this grand thing of like I'm gonna give up drinking. My life's about to get a little bit better. Yeah, it's gonna go to the lower level of better kind of again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I've just been like constantly. I had COVID in September. I had a sinus infection. I had just this lingering cold of having a two year old and it being shitty out. I've just given in to my immune system sucks right now Mm -hmm. and it's affected my happiness. Like I'm always a pretty happy person, but I've been realizing like I'll be midway through the day. I'm like, why am I miserable right now? It's like, Oh yeah, you haven't breathed out of your nose in two months. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I haven't been running because I've been sick. I haven't been working out. So I'm realizing it's like, for me, if I'm working toward being healthy, I'm usually happier. Mm -hmm. And they've, it used to always just be like health was like, I want to get really strong because that's cool. Yeah. And now it's yeah. like, no, I want to be able to like get better at running so my lungs are better so I'm happier. Kind yeah, of a weird yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to finish a big laugh without going, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> no. So here's the thing, man. Uh, a little tip from somebody whose immune system is undefeated. I'm so, I'm so um, jealous. Well, here's the thing. Immune systems are kind of like... Um, well, I'll say like a, a, a really good picture that is a head case, right? Immune systems need constant pep talks and motivation. Yeah. You can't, you can't speak negatively of an immune system you can, at, at any point. Yeah. You almost have to like talk about it in a delusional way. And then it's like, okay. All right, I like that. I see what we're doing here. I like that. Yeah. So, so it's, again, it's, you're not lying. You're not being honest. You're just like, you're in the middle. You're like, my immune system fucking rules. You're embellishing your immune system. I mean, I'm, immune system. I mean, his immune system. Yeah. You <laughs> are crushing it. <laughs> you see what I'm I want, if, if you can do like a transfer of immunities, that would be incredible. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> you just, you just, you would, you'd Dude, be a very rich man. You're just, you gotta believe. Giving out your immunities. You gotta believe. I'm, I'm right. giving it out right now. 
I'm gonna I'm done from this point on. Yeah, I have a, you I have a killer. Listen, and I, and I and I wholeheartedly believe that. Anytime Ansley's like, I'm sick, I'm like, yeah, it's because you're being a bitch about it. How about yeah, you man up? How about you man it's up and you face it? It sucks too because it's like it's the the time you don't want to be called on it, yeah. and you're like, just let me have this. Because I I turn I hate it. I turn into such a baby when I'm sick, and then I got to look at myself. I'm like, you whined all day today. Yeah. Like, just stop whining. And then I would I'm like, all right, I feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does suck when you're like, I just kind of want to lay here. I want to feel sick. I want this to like. Mm-hmm. be a reason i can sleep for the next 15 hours that's, that's everyone's concession by the way everyone's like i gotta be mentally strong against everything except this cold Ex- yeah. like that's the only thing that people get like people because people feel like they need a release valve somewhere and people always give themselves that like i'm a big baby when i'm sick yeah it's like stop being that it is funny though like when you do push it and then your body's like oh you think you got this let me just shut some things down for you it's like <laughs> You're going to be dizzy for the next six days. Like, also, I do also, need to rest. let's uh, fucking change the terminology of that. Let's just say you're being a big pussy when you're sick because sick babies keep trucking. Yeah. yeah you do. never see a sick baby. You're like, oh my God, I'm so sick. They're like, They're dude, like, where can I spread this? <laughs> we even like, we get into that now where like my daughter will do like the slightest thing and I'm like, oh, are you feeling okay? And she'll just like wipe the snot, grab a toy and just go. And I'm like, I could... I could just be that. Yeah. yeah. I could get past it. Yeah. So you're not even a baby when you're sick. No. Babies don't act that way when they're sick. They know the secret. Mm-hmm. Keep it trucking. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to be more like babies. I yeah. Like be that. more like babies when you're sick, actually. I like that. Be a big baby when you're sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be a big adult baby. Wipe the snot on your forearm. Go shake, shake hands. hands yeah. <laughs> Go shake hands like adult firm. Look them in the eye. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely um, health and happiness yes definitely uh, yeah and the older i get the more they're the same kind yeah of. Mm-hmm. uh 100 agree yeah and absolutely definitely uh that is a third eye chakra unlocked yes all right we're zipping along here yeah uh, we're we're the last chakra oh yeah wow we're really zipping along here, here. we go yeah yeah and do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I got it. As long as I'm in the car by three, we're good. Okay, hell yeah. Um, and uh, by the way, that's our Patreon. One dollar gets you all of our content. We'll talk about that later. Ace, keep it moving. All right, we are to the crown chakra. So, John, what is one thing you can't give up and why? And what would giving it up mean? Oh, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. That was my, that was my immune system. Yeah, it was like... Courage. We got it, dude. Yeah. Like the snot and answer the question. Um, <laughs> now it's weird like like i said i got into running during the pandemic mm-hmm. and for right now it, it's weird because i have given it up in a sense that because i've been sick i've been making an excuse and not doing it but i think if i fully just stop running now it's just going to be detrimental to everything else in my life like keeping a schedule keeping you know like giving my wife time that's how it kind of started was like when she was pregnant and we were locked down together in the pandemic. I was like, I got to give you like an hour break from my brain. Like, let me just go. <laughs> and I think I tried to go for a walk and I was like, this sucks. Yeah. And then my friend was a big runner. So I talked to him and he got, I never, I hated it my entire life. And then it was just like a good reason to be out of the house for an hour. And then I was like, I can give you even more time. I'll go run further. So yeah. it just became like, not like a, how many miles am I going to run? It's like, I'm just going to give you two hours of the house to yourself. I'm going to go get lost around our town and I'll be back. Yeah. And putting it in the vein of running, she doesn't have to be worried. Like it's so funny if you're out walking and thinking 
someone's like, oh man, what's wrong? Like, what's the matter? <laughs> yeah. If I put it in the vein of running, meanwhile, I'm doing some of my best thinking while I'm running, yeah. which I hate that I'm that person now. I used to like hate that like, oh, there's clarity and like the runner's high. But mm-hmm. I think for my mental health too, like if I yeah. gave up running, I'd have to really how to figure out how to deal with a lot of the shit in my head. Yeah. Do you, you don't know music, no podcast? I do. Just... I do both, but yeah. it's weird. I can kind of, I love running the podcast because I can drown them out. Mm. And it's just background noise to help me forget that like, I'm, you know, going X amount of miles. And then usually it's all switched to music, but I'm glad I've gotten to the point. Like I don't need the music as a driver. Yeah. I'm, mm. I'm so in my own head. I can, it's fun to like find new motivations. Like yeah. it, I oddly use my daughter as like a weird motivation. It's like, well, if you don't run this next mile fast enough, you're not going to get home before she goes to bed and you're mm. not going to get to see her. Yeah. So it's like fun to find those little like pushing things that I used to just running was always a punishment, like in every sport I played. Mm. Yeah. Mostly yeah. baseball. But like it yeah, was yeah. like like I said before, like catching, they didn't they didn't care. You could if you could run to first on a single, they were happy. So like running always just was presented weird in my head. And now it's funny looking back too, I've got this weird new connection with my dad because he ran really heavily right when I was born oh, he wow. was a runner so and it was weird I don't think it was like that caused me to be a runner but he would always talk about it and say how much he missed it and would be like you know my ankles are shot I wish I could still run mm-hmm. so yeah, I guess like if I gave up running it would it would change who I am now I'd hope that I gave it up and found another avenue like yeah I was a CrossFit nerd for a while that was my avenue yeah that ran its course and I was like I re- but I hope running, it seems like a thing I can do forever. Yeah. If I'm smart about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say this because I keep thinking about it, but like if you were going, taking hour long walks, you know, like if, so, like if you were telling me like, hey, I'm going to go take a couple hour long walk. I'm like, all right, well, are you going to be looking longingly while you're yeah. doing it? <laughs> like, what are, are you going to be kicking a rock sorrowfully? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be like hands behind the back walking or like... <laughs> That like is true. We, Hand placement on a walk yeah, tells you a lot about important. what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Very important. <laughs> so, shuffle walk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay go ahead. Yeah. That. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Get out there. Swing those hips. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, John, that's it, man. How do you feel? I feel great. Awesome. It was man. fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was very fun. Uh, uh, thank you very much for doing that. Thank um, you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Which, by the way, that was a crown chakra unlocked. I don't even know if yes. you mentioned that. It was yeah. awesome. Um, so, yeah. We're going to hop into patreon in a second but man that was a fun experience yes yeah because that was, that was my first time really getting a chance to know you at all yeah that's why i was excited because yeah. i've been listening it's so it's one of those weird things where you listen to a podcast or song i know so much about you guys <laughs> so then like driving here i was like all right I don't, they might not even know how to pronounce my name like it's like the slightest <laughs> yeah. thing of that so it's fun to get to tell Dude, my story I, so i don't i'm not really on the scene that much so i don't get to hear everybody's name get announced that much and i remember like there being jokes made about your name yeah that night, and i'm like i'm gonna fuck this up. i'm gonna say the one that is gonna be the that's the problem yeah. is like yeah. <laughs> it always sparks like a romeo and juliet conversation because everyone yeah. thinks my last name is montague yeah. And then by the end of that conversation, people are like, I forget how you said it is. So it's Montague now. Yeah. And I, I did it in my head and Montague sounded funny. I was like, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, 
That's awesome. So we're going to hop into the Patreon right now. That's $1. Gets you all of our exclusive content, which not only includes the counter to this podcast, what we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we're going to enlighten and open the chakras of John's shadow self, which is going to be very fun and interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> right? But we also do some fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jiu-jitsu matches, which you probably saw the one uh, last week. Right? You can check that out. And then uh, we'll be having more coming forward. So uh, thank you guys so much. Oh, and don't forget to check out the Handsome Idiots podcast with uh, John Montag and Matt Peoples, who, very funny guy. Very, the, the both of them, very funny guys. And uh, thank you so much for watching. We love you guys, and we're out. See ya. Two Jack Rose, two Jack Rose.